We are in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 12 to 16. If you would please follow in the reading of the Word of God. For the equipping of the saints for work of service to the building up of the body of Christ until we attain the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man, to the measure and the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. As a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming, but speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects unto him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, the cause of the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. Father, help us to understand these five purpose results. And Father, we understand that it comes from the gifted men that you have given in verse 11. But Father, may we understand that our responsibility is to feed deeply upon the Word of God and the power of your Spirit with fervent prayer. Teach us this morning, Lord, in amazing ways. To you, my King, my Savior, Christ's name. Amen. Okay, we are looking at this section here in verses 13 to 15. The purpose of what we looked at in 11 and 12. All right, uh, next week we will look at this power in verse 16. But I shared with you in this section there are five purpose clause. And basically what that is, is there's five purposes and these are the results. Okay, and how does it happen? Well... God, and I shared with you in depth on this, God has given to the church after the foundation was laid by the apostles and prophets. He gave to the church evangelists and pastor teachers. For what? The building up of the body for the work of ministry. So that each person that is in the church will exercise... What God has given them. Remember, he gave gifts to everybody. And whatever your gift is, you are to use it in the body of Christ so that others will minister. Okay, minister just means serve. All right. So when you look at a congregation, you have to look around and say, okay, is everybody here serving? But then he gets specific beginning in verse 12. And he shows these five purpose results that are the results of what the gifted men are doing in the church. All right. First of all, you see there, till we attain the unity of faith, the unity of faith, so that we are all on the same doctrinal level. All right. It is amazing that 2,000 years out from the birth of the church, we can have so much chaos in the person of Jesus Christ. It would seem to me 
we would have this thing nailed down. But as a friend of mine from Hamilton, Montana says, every church inevitably has silverback grizzlies that will argue to the death if you disagree with them, whether they know what it says or not. And, you know, this church has had their fair share of silverback grizzlies. And, you know, I, I bear on my body the marks of their... Uh, okay? But one of the things that I have watched and I've seen and I listen to, whether it is in the Baptist denomination or whether it is in... Uh, the, the day of prayer in Castle Rock, or whether it is with the pastors that I meet with regularly, weekly here in Castle Rock, is they all want to show unity. Okay, which makes sense. I've shared with you uh, the Lord's Prayer, which is John 17, not what you think it is. It is John 17. I've shared that with you. That yes, He wants us to be one as He and the Father are one. Absolutely. I understand that. But one of the things that I have watched happen, and it's pretty consistent, is we defined unity by compromise. What are you willing to sacrifice what are you willing to compromise to be unified? Okay? If you are mature in the faith, you do not have to compromise. And yet, if you're mature in the faith, those who would want you to compromise, you have the ability, because you are mature in the faith, to help grow theirs. It's funny, I have a lot of people who come and they say, well, you know, you have been there for so long and you are still so small. And they all have great ideas on why numerically we are so small. It's, it's, it's funny, I smile at them. And then inevitably they come along and say, we would like to come alongside you and try to encourage you to help you grow. And I smile and think... Thanks. Okay. And uh, because I have been in the fight for a few days, I smile at him and say, well, I tell you what, if we're willing to walk together, let's see who grows. All right. Because I learned a long time ago, you know what? I can't teach you guys a thing. I'm just going to share with you what I have studied over these years. If you get it, great. If you don't, that's great too. Okay? That's the unity of the faith. Second one was the knowledge of the Son of God. This is not the knowledge of the Son of God as salvation. This is the knowledge of the Son of God as Lord. Okay? We all love Jesus. It's funny. He's so cute in the manger. The little baby. And the donkeys and everything. Ooh, bye-bye. You know, isn't that wonderful? Yep, it is. But what do you feel about being conformed into the image 
of his death. That's that same Jesus. I bear on my body the marks of Christ. How about that one? You into that one? In this life you shall have tribulation. Know this. They hated me first. They will hate you. How about that one? You know that Jesus? See, that is beyond the salvation message. That is the maturing message that says, you know what? The world hates me. No, they don't disagree with me. They hate me. They would as just as soon I be as my Savior, dead, out of their hair. Okay? See, that's not the same Jesus you hear, is it? But that is the knowledge of his death. Remember I shared with you in chapter 3, verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and you would be rooted and grounded in love. That maturity. That maturity. All right? This steps beyond compromise. It steps beyond tolerance. It's the one that looks at it and says, you know what? I don't care whether you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a Republican, independent. I don't even care if you're a communist. Because as Elijah, I can look to heaven and say, God is still on the throne. Okay? And you know what? He takes no notice of your plans. Okay? That Jesus. That's the one. Okay? Seen a thing going around on the internet. Christianity can survive without America. America cannot survive without Christianity. All right. It's amazing the guys that I am involved with, they see that in foreign countries and their great response to me is amen and amen. And yet I'm not sure the Americans have got that figured out yet. That's the Jesus I'm talking about. He is not American. Okay, and I got news for you. Well, he's Jewish. Not according to his father. <laughs> According to his father, he's eternal. And that's just a little bit odder than all of the rest. Okay? We need to be so mature that Christ in the inner man is at ease. What you're doing, what you're thinking, what is your actions, don't bother him. That's what it means that he dwells in your heart through love. Then we looked at this, and I've gotten some feedback on emails on this, but that's all right. If we know the Son of God to a mature man, to the measure of the statute which belongs to the fullness of Christ. What does that mean? Just what it says. You look like Christ. No, you don't become a 33-year-old mayor with a beard. No, that ain't what I'm talking about. Okay, I had a, I remember a professor one time that said, when we get to heaven, we're all going to be 33-year-old males. And I was like, what? 
That's like playing golf in heaven. Everybody shoots an 18. (laughs) I mean, no, that ain't the way that works. Okay. When you respond to something in your actions, do you look like the world or do you look like Christ? I remember Paul writing the Thessalonians, we do not grieve as those who have no hope. Right? And yet, Jesus wept over death, even though he was going to call him from the grave. I mean, every one of us here has emotions of some type. But you know what's really weird about them things? God created them. Okay? But if I allow them emotions to be my master, then who's not? See how that works? Uh, you know, I, I shared with you when I was dealing with this text, what makes you anxious? Ask yourself a simple question. What makes Christ anxious? See? What is it that you worry about? What do you suppose Christ worries about? That is the statute of the fullness of Christ. You're you're complete. Remember I shared with you 1 John 2.6. If we abide in him, there's that word again, we should walk even as he walked. And if you think about it, the only time Jesus got offended was when? When they offended the Father. When they were calling him all kinds of rude things, whipping him and crucifying him, he never defended himself. But yet, look how many in Christendom will defend themselves. You ever thought about it? If you mock God, I will tell you. If you blaspheme God, I will tell you. If you blaspheme me, I'll tell you to stand in line. You know, really? I remember the first time I was called a Bible thumper. When I first heard that, I was like, wow. And then I thought about it. Right on. I finally arrived. Okay? You know, and, and, and you... I, I listen to a lot of this that goes on, and we always want to defend ourselves. You don't have to defend yourself. Why? He said you're forgiven. Jesus said you're forgiven. I am covered in Christ's Righteousness. Why do I need to defend myself? I don't have to defend myself. Look, my God can whip your God. Second <laughs> Corinthians chapter three, verse eighteen. You have been changed. It's a contrast between the Old Testament and the New Testament. The New Testament says, You will increase in the Shekinah glory. In the Old Testament, Moses, one person got the Shekinah glory, and it faded away over time. But you've had the veil removed. And now the Shekinah just gets brighter and brighter and brighter. Now, if somebody's in the dark and you shine a flashlight in their their face, what do you suppose the response is? 
They want to give you a present. <laughs> right? Same thing happens with Christians. We shine the light in the darkness. Then the fourth result was what I could, would call safety. Safety. When there's no more doctrinal ignorance, which means you are no longer tossed by every wind that comes down the pike. Now listen, I, I gotta try, I've gotta emphasize this because I don't want you to walk based on what you've heard. I want you to walk based on what you know. Years ago, I spent four, almost four years, four and a half years working on my eschatology. Eschatology is end times. Okay. What do you believe based on the end times? And I did Daniel, I did Ezekiel, I did Jeremiah, I did First Thessalonians, I did Matthew 25, I did Revelations, I, did, I went through all of it, okay? And it's why it took me four years, okay? My hardest part was getting out of the way what everybody had told me. Because I've listened to some solid people teach me some solid things. And as you go through all of them, you start going, running into boof, boof, boof. Oh, oh, hey. and, you know, I was pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, old pan-trib. I don't know. Okay. I do now. But it's not based on what I heard somebody teach. It is based on what this book says. Because see, if you base it on what somebody has told you when somebody is standing there and they twist it on you, you are sudden, oh wait, you don't believe me? Answer the door to the Jehovah's Witnesses. Answer the door to the Mormons. They'll twist you in knots quick. I see them do it to seminary kids. Twist them up. Why? Because they will agree with you. And then they'll twist it. And you'll go, oh, well, I never thought of that. Still heresy. It's still a lie. And that lies come from where? The father of lies. So, it, yeah, bank on that one. But if you watch it and you know what it says, you can't twist me. You know, I've had to, the, they, had, they haven't come back. I think they, got, they think I'm the Antichrist or something. But I would have them come in. Come sit, sit, sit. I have some questions. And I would take their Bible. You got a Bible? I need a Bible. You got a Bible? And I'd go through. You know, and I'd start with silly things. They don't believe in the Trinity. They believe there's one God, right? Jehovah. Amen. But look, it says, you be strengthened in the inner man by the Holy Spirit. And that Christ will be in your hearts in love. And you have the fullness of God. That's three. Explain that to me. And you watch them, their eyes roll back in their head. I don't know what that means. We'll be back. And the last time they came, there was like four cars in my driveway, all lined up, and they were all praying, 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 praying. See what I mean? 
And, it, you know, you tell them you want to have some questions, they think they've hit the gold mine. You know, it was really funny, and I thought, and I thank God for this. They never asked me what I did. Why are you home during the day? Waiting on you. (laughs) See what I'm trying to get at? It's not a matter of what have you heard. It is a matter, do you know what it says? See, I'm trying to point you by what I do. You can see how I come to my understanding by how I'm explaining it. But then you need to go back. You know, I see some of you take notes. That blesses my heart. As long as you go back and read them. Okay? I mean, if you file them away, (laughs) Yahoo. That's where we get our safety. That's where we don't fall for the schemes. That's where we don't fall for the corruptors. We protect each other. And each of us grow. Each of us mature. Each of us become safer. Heard the church in America is described as a spiritual case of AIDS. She can't discern anything because she doesn't really know. You see these words here in this text. Winds of doctrine, trickery of men, craftiness, deceitful scheming. Let me tell you something behind those words. Lucifer. Lucifer. Lucifer feeds on the pride of men. And if you think about it, it's an easy target. Father of lies does this. And when he does it, you can tell he's successful because look at the people who are tossed to and fro by every wind. Look at the people who walk around confused about the person of Christ. But but what the church is, well, I worship wherever me and my Bible are, we're worshiping. Well, it's obvious you haven't read that thing, huh? If the church is to protect itself, it must be mature in the faith. Now listen, please understand, that is not a person's, what I'm trying to get at, it's not somebody who has a bunch of facts. That's not what it is. You know, I hear a guy comes up and says, well, you sound like you're reformed. Stop for a second. I said, yeah, I am. He said, well, when did you become reformed? Well, I said, I didn't start it. Martin Luther started it. What? The Reformation is to say that the Protestants believe that the Bible, the Catholics believe in the church. I believe the Bible is inerrant. The Catholics believe the church is inerrant. Well, that's not the Reformation we're talking about. Then you've got the wrong one. Well, you believe God's sovereign? Dude, that's been back to Genesis 1. You act like that's that's new? See what I mean? We twist all It's like the word charismatic. I love that word. Chrismos. Under grace. I love that word. And yet we're letting them hijack our stuff. I mean, we used to be fundamentalists, but we can't do that now because there's Muslim fundamentalists and they blow people up. I remember uh, R.C. Sproul, he says, I've got one that they won't steal. What's that? We will call ourselves imputationist. 
I was like, yeah, you're right. They're not going to steal that one because <laughs> they have no idea what that means. Listen, you can have the information, okay? It can be truth, but I'm going to ask you a very simple question, okay? Be careful before you answer it, all right? You have the information. It's truth. You've studied it. You've seen it. You know it. what it says. You know it even in its context, okay? Do you trust it? Be very careful before you answer that. Do you trust it? Job was the most righteous man in the East. In 24 hours, he lost everything. And though you slay me, I will bless the Lord. Okay? People say, I trust it. Really? When was the last time you worried? When was the last time you were anxious? You trusted? Because it says, be anxious for just about nothing. See what I mean? It's easy to say, yeah, I know, I believe, I believe. As long as everything goes right. As long as everything goes right. See, what you know, you have to ask yourself, will you stand on it? You know what? Have you ever asked, your question, asked this question? Remember, we're going to walk in the stature of the fullness of Christ. Okay? Can anybody tell me when Christ yelled Can anybody tell me when you yelled? Do you trust it? Do you trust it? Do you think yelling actually helps it? Do you understand that I've been through all of the spiritual gifts and I've taught them in this church and there is no gift of worry? Okay. See what I'm trying to get at? You can say, I have, I'm reformed. I am charisma under grace. I am, I am. But do I trust it? Do I trust it? I have people that say, well, you ride your motorcycle without a helmet. What are you thinking? I've done it for decades. Well, aren't you afraid? Nope. Why? Well, if you hit the ground, absent from the body, present with the Lord. Right? I I don't understand that. I'm not afraid of dying. There's days I look forward to it. Especially when the weather starts changing and the knees start saying, you know, the weather's changing. Well, thank you for that information. I appreciate that immensely. But you see what I'm trying to get at? It's easy to say I have. I've sat under the greatest teachers. Do you trust it? Which brings me to the fifth. 
Okay? This is the one that I get more people want to remind me of on a consistent basis. Verse 15. Speaking the truth in love. Okay? You know what I call this? Evangelism. Isn't it? But did you notice where it comes in the list of five? It's the last one. You need to be unified in the faith. Right? Do you, I see a lot of people who are infants in Christ who evangelists and God bless them. But that's when you get, I have accepted Christ. I have received Christ. I've prayed the sinner's prayer, Christ. That thing. That's not it. I want you to believe on Christ. If you believe on Christ, then guess what? You're already ahead of the group. Because if I believe on Christ, then that means I probably would have an obsession of knowing Christ. If you're going to believe on somebody, you probably want to know who they are. I have the unity of the faith. I have the knowledge of the Son of God. I am maturing in my walk with Jesus Christ. I am pursuing and looking to the fullness of Christ. I am no longer tossed to and fro by every wind and craftiness and trickery. Therefore, I am now able to do what? Which comes first? Truth. And once you're grounded in the truth, the byproduct is love. Let me tell you something about love. Today in the evangelical church, you hear the word tolerance. Brothers and sisters, tolerance is not love. Okay? Make a note of that. Tolerance is not love. Compromise is not love. It is only those who have been edified. It is only those who have been built up. It is only those who are perfected. It is only those who are matured. It is only those who are in the body, building the body, united in the faith, Christ-like confidence. That is the solid church. That church can stand in the midst of the world. Okay? It can stand. Okay? It doesn't mean the world's going to like it. But it can stand. Those are the ones who can speak the truth in love. And listen, love is not an icky sentimentalism. Love is an action. It is a verb. And it comes based on truth. Well, if I believe the way you believe, then you're telling me I'm going to hell. Yep. That's loving. Listen, there is an innumerable number of ways to come to Jesus Christ. There's one to God. 
I guarantee you, there, in this just this group right here, there's no two ways that we came to Christ that are alike. But we know that there's only one way to the Father, and that is through Jesus Christ. I want you to remember that evangelism is at the end. It's at the tail end. You know what it's saying? You've got to have a theology, a deep theology. You have to have a theology that is so deep that it's been profoundly tested. And in its testing, you reflect the person of Jesus Christ. So when the error comes, rather it is all around you. You can stand in it and giggle. I don't know how many times I've looked at pastors and says, that's silly. And of course, I'm not tolerant nor loving. But it's still silly. When that happens, then I'm allowed to share my faith. Because I know in whom I believe and I have confidence in what I believe. All right, are you ready? Are you ready? Where are we, Castle Rock Baptist Church? How are you doing with 15? Are you sharing the truth in love? Hey, better yet, do you even know truth? Do you have confidence in the truth that you have? Are you the statute of Jesus Christ? Do you have confidence? Do you, when the winds of error come bashing against you, look at it and go, that's silly. Because it ain't going to be until then will you share the truth in love. Brothers and sisters, I've been doing this for a long time, 26 years. Five years earlier in Sunday school classes. And it's time for some of us to speak the truth in love. But before you do, go through the list of five. How you doing? With the unity of the faith. See what I mean? Listen, you can well, I got two out of five. Well, three out of five. I'm I'm getting there. The disciples looking at Jesus said, help me with my unbelief. And I mean, they'd done little silly things like seeing the dead raised, walked on water, seen 5,000 fed by a handful of fish and a loaf of bread. And yet they still had to say, can you help me with my unbelief? Count it all joy when you fall into various... Trials, why? Why? It perfects you. Anybody want to get in that line? Uh, Lord, I would like to get in the trials line so that my faith would be stronger. Really? It's like those people who said, well, I just need to pray for patience. Not around me. I want no part of that. I've seen that before. 
I did that one time, and God put so many fools in my way that I was just like, what in the world is happening here? Somebody left the stupid door open, and they all found me. You know, as I was going through here, I was asking myself, where is Castle Rock Baptist Church? And I'd go through the list. Listen, evangelism will take, will be a thrust in the church when we reach back to the other four. Okay? When we've got established in our souls the first four, we'll start looking at this valley that Castle Rock is in and start opening our mouths in love. Listen, I've watched it over the years here. We've had an amazing commitment to the world. But when I think about that, it kind of lets us off the hook, doesn't it? You ever thought about that? Yeah, I'll give a little more money. Let them guys reach out to the Muslims in Pakistan. Military, military dictatorship in uh, Myanmar. Hey, we'll give them a little more money. We'll reach out to the Muslims in Azerbaijan, the humanists in Georgia, the communists in Russia. They can handle it. Preach on, brother. Preach on, brother. Preach on, brother. Every time that I got involved with these ministries, God put me in direct contact with the leaders. And I took the leaders in the confidence that I had in what I knew, and I poured it into them. To the point that the men that I invested in Russia, some of them were Jewish, and they've gone back to Israel. They're teaching the same things that we taught in Russia to the Jews. And the Jews will listen to them because they say the Russian Jews, they know what sacrifice is. The Americans don't know. And they're starting to replicate. One of them is replicating in Gaza. The birthplace of Hamas. Yeah. See, it's easy for us to sit and say, hey, well, we give them the money. Look, look at what they're doing. Okay. What about your neighbor? Can your neighbor look at you and see evidence of regeneration? Or do you look just like they do? See, we have committed to the world the testimony that we did when I first started going to the lands of Russia and then the other places that that morphed into. I had this mindset, reach, teach, send. Reach, teach, send. Evangelize, disciple, send them. But you don't send an infant out. You grow them up. You send them out. How many have we sent out? I can't even count them. Listen. 
We can't, we can't get mature in our doctrine, okay, in, in our confidence, and then just sit around telling each other how mature we are. I'm mature. I'm, I'm reformed. Amen. God's sovereign. <laughs> I'm going to sit right here, see, and show you how sovereign God is. Listen, do you know that there are places in your neighborhoods that need to be conquered? And I'm not talking this sentimental, Jesus loves you, this I know, called the Bible, tell me so. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, you know what? You're a sinner. God hates sin. A bill's come and due. Well, how can you say that? You're telling me you ain't got a conscience? You're telling me that no time in your life your conscience ain't bothered you. See? People ask me, I have a changed nature. You people, <laughs> you hear things that I'll tell you, you know, once upon a time, you know, I got thrown in jail in Bogota. And, wow, what, the, what was that all about? Okay? You people have no idea how evil I was. You have no idea the blackness of my heart. And let me tell you something. I was good. I make you think I cared. And that nobody would ever care for you like I would. And I could look you straight in the eye and lie. And you know what's really bizarre about it? It never bothered me. I ain't that guy anymore. And it wasn't because I was arrested. I was arrested a whole bunch of times. Gee whiz, that didn't break me. And let me tell you something. Every one of you who are truly saved were in the same blackness I was. I never did anything that you ain't thought about. The only difference between you and me is, oh yeah. We'll give that a shot and see how it works. When you're mature, then you're ministering, you're serving. You know, we put sign-up sheets out here. I don't understand why people can't look around and say, well, this needs to be done. I guess if I noticed it, I should do it, huh? Just look. You know, we need somebody to take over a nursery if kids ever show up. Well, I think somebody else is gifted at that. Well, if you noticed it, it's your gift. Because I can go do it. I'll teach him trichotomous dispensationalism. Okay? It's either that or how to crush a can on your head. Call it. See which one they come out with. When a church gets to a place that they just want entertainment then it's been there too long. Okay? 
If it's just entertainment, you know, make me feel better. I had a bad week, man. Cheer me up. Okay? That means there's no challenges. Or you don't want any challenges. We reach out to the world. And we train those leaders. And those leaders reached out to their communities, reached out beyond there. You know, what happened with the... And I didn't know they were Jewish in Oriel. And uh, then they went back to Israel. We trained the leaders. I went through the documents and saw what was required for these guys to come and hear me teach. And I was like, I can't qualify for this. And they want me to teach them. But they did know this. If it ain't in the Bible, I ain't interested. And that's what they asked us. Can you come and put a fence of doctrine around our churches so that we can protect ourselves? Yeah. And then that went forward. But see, every one of you has that same opportunity. Reach, teach, and send. Speaking the truth in love. Uh, you ladies have been going through the seven churches of Asia Minor. Minor. It kind of cheers you up, doesn't it? Okay. Remember this. Jesus knew they were churches. Okay. But let me tell you, church. This is my favorite church. I mean, I love you guys. But you guys are second string to these guys. You also became imitators of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much tribulation with joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all of the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. For the word of the Lord was sounded forth from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every part. Your faith towards God has gone forth so that we have no need to say anything. First three chapters of 1 Thessalonians will rock your universe when it comes to a church. You just read it and go, oh. And then chapter 4 says, oh, by the way, I want you to excel still more. And he says it three times in four verses. You know what I think he wants? To excel still more. Okay, you know what's really cool? I don't know who their pastor was. I don't know who their elders were. I don't know what if they were ever published. I don't know if they had a TV show. I don't know if they had a radio show. But all of Christendom had heard what had happened in Thessalonica. I don't know how many. Was it a mega church? I know what. They did not have a smoke machine. <laughs> that is to reach, to teach, and to sin. Speaking the truth in love. You ever see how the church of Thessalonica was founded? He went into the synagogue in Thessalonica, preached Jesus Christ and Him risen. <laughs> the rabbi got saved. Followed him over. Finally, they tried to run him out. So he goes to another place. Three Sundays, he went in, or three Sabbaths, three Saturdays, he went into the synagogue. Jesus Christ, crucified, raised from the dead on the third day. 
pay for your sins. Jerusalem sent him another rabbi. He came up, confronted Paul. How dare you? How dare you? No man hanging on a tree. That's cursed. Guess what? He got saved. So they finally said, they took a guy hostage named Jason. We're going to kill him unless you get out of town. Paul took off. So I figured he was there a few months at best. And yet this church in a few months of Paul preaching, going from house to house, day in and day out, this church under suffering, much tribulation, became an example to all the believers. Macedonia is the northern part of Greece. Achaia is the southern part of Greece. And it says all Greek peninsula knew what was going on in Thessalonica. And it had been heard to all of Christendom around the world. What do you think? I bet it was the worship band. says, we prove to be gentle among you as a nursing mother tenderly cares for her own children, have a fond affection for you. We were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives because you have become very dear to us. You recall, brethren, our labor and hardship, how working night and day so as not to be a burden to any of you, proclaiming to you the gospel of God. You are witnesses. So that God, how devotedly and uprightly and blamelessly we behaved toward you believers. Just as you know how we exhorted you and we encouraging and imploring each one of you as a father would his own children. Brothers and sisters, that's good stuff. So many in the body of Christ today have unity as a compromise, and yet it never, ever, ever works. Because the trials will come. And if you have compromised on truth, you will not stand in the trial. Listen, truth can never be spoken other than love, but you have to know it. Each and every one of you have to know it. You have to be confident in it, and you have to understand that I will not compromise on it. I've been around here a long time. Some of you know me a long time, and you can know one thing. I will not compromise on truth, period. Listen, compromise will falsify truth's content. The true church can only speak the truth in love. It can only, it is the only way to build it. You know, I might have hurt your feelings. You know, I love you. Tough. I'll exhort you as a father. I want to see Castle Rock Baptist Church strong. I want to see Castle Rock Baptist Church mature. I want to see Castle Rock Baptist Church Christ-like. Because then I know the people will believe. And we will be as the church in Thessalonica.
Quote, when all of their garments are white, the world will count them as his. Unquote. John Bunyan. So this has been going on for a while. The Heinz, the uh, French philosopher says, I will be inclined to believe in your Redeemer when you can show me the redeemed life. The responsibility of building the church is where it begins. That is not where it ends. Remember, God has supernaturally empowered men for the perfecting of the saints, for the purpose of the unity of the faith, Christ-likeness, safety, and to proclaim the gospel. When the church is built and it's strong, then it should speak. But note this, there will be a price. Remember what, ladies, studying the seven churches, there's that ominous phrase, I will remove your lampstand. And I've heard all kinds of weird things like this. Ask yourself, in the body of Christ, in the church, who holds up the light? I mean, I know we get theological. No. The light's going to stay in a church. Who holds it up? Okay. These preachers, these gifted men, give us perfecting, maturing, and he gives it for a purpose. Okay? And next week, I'll show you the power. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. Father, thank you first for the gift of your salvation. And given us that, you gave us your word and enlightened it into our hearts by sealing us with your spirit. So the Father, even now, we can pray. We can pray in a manner that sometimes we don't even know what to pray. Yet, your precious spirit intercedes for us. Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you that you gave us Thessalonians. So we may see what this looks like. Father, you showed me a long time ago that this is first two letters of the New Testament. And what an encouragement to the body of Christ in those first century sufferings. Father, I pray that as I am encouraged by the church in Thessalonica, Castle Rock Baptist Church will be encouraged. But Father, I pray, pray for each and every person here for their maturing, for their maturing. Father, that each of them would take up the role of a servant. Whatever you deem necessary, put it in their hearts. And their argument is with you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your holy book. Thank you for these precious people. Father, thank you for the joy of our salvation. In Christ's name, amen.